0: it is thanksgiving week and i'm so thankful for all of the guests that we've had on the show man it's wild to think that we're over 26,000 people have listened to this show is just mind blowing to me so thank you to everybody hey as a token of appreciation uh, we've been able to partner up with kanga coolers i've got their ceo austin maxwell is this episode And if you go to KangaCoolers.com, this is is the first time this ever happened for this podcast. Super, super dope. If you go to KangaCoolers.com, you get 10% off of anything in the store. Anything. Even the kangaroo suit that I'm wearing while the interview goes on. So go to KangaCoolers.com for your promo code. Type in PEOPLEOFPACKAGING. That's PEOPLEOFPACKAGING. You'll get 10% off. They make for incredible gifts for people in your life uh, who just want to keep six packs of bleh, yogurt and soda, anything you want to keep cool. <laughs> uh, but no, be I mean, 12 packs of beer, six packs of beer, kangaroos. They got all sorts of cool stuff there. They've got a great episode on Shark Tank you can check out. So go to kangacoolers.com, type in people of packaging, get 10% off your order, buy some gifts for yourself and for some other people in your life. Go check them out. And if you want to hear more about their story, keep listening to this interview that I got to do with Austin Maxwell. All right, so this is the first uh, podcast interview I've ever done, Austin, where I dressed up. I ordered in. Uh, if you're not watching this online, you should, because I'm wearing a kangaroo costume and I'm sitting in a I'm sitting in my closet, Austin, and it's
1: freaking hot in here. So I'm gonna <laughs> take
0: the hood, the kangaroo hood off. For
1: the, you look for phenomenal, the brother. There's, Thank you. There's no shame in wearing that post Halloween. I think that can go uh, 365 days a year. You know, so let me tell you this. One time, I'm
0: a big basketball fan. I don't. Are you a basketball fan at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I watch playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And college okay, ball.
0: all right. Like I like I love basketball. So yeah. I was at a high school game in Utah, and it was uh, not Utah teams. And this kid who's going to be like, you know, a, a top two or three pick in the draft in a few years. His name's Amari Bailey, and Amari walks into the gym in a legit full Elmo suit. And he just carried himself. He was just like, What are you gonna say? You're not gonna say anything. And some of it's just confidence, you know, like Did he ball out? Oh, he's really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah well there yeah. you he's, go. No, he's he's really good. He's probably gonna I mean, he's well known for being a really good basketball player. His mom is really well known for because I believe she's currently dating Drake. Mm. Um so you know. He's he doing can, all right. He
1: can wear that if he wants. I you there's can, no yeah, whatever you, he wants.
0: I mean if we need to get him a kangaroo outfit I think we should do that right like yeah we should we should represent but anyway man um I'm excited I've been excited for this interview for a while uh not just because I got to wear this costume which is great and I will I will wear it out like Good. I I'm known to wear eclectic sneakers and just clothing in general so you know maybe I'll do a keynote who knows
1: We've been told you'll get free drinks typically when you wear it just for the sheer, what is this guy doing? You, mm. You'll get a lot of free drinks at the bars. Or okay.
0: Whatever. Even in Utah, because Utah's got some weird liquor laws. I'm just You're right. letting you know. I,
1: maybe, I don't know if we have any data on Utah kangaroo suit usage, so might have, right. to, uh, might have to figure that one out.
0: I can be your kangaroo yes. pig for that. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That guinea pig kangaroo, that didn't work. Uh, but that's all right. Anyway, this is the weirdest introduction, which is oh, I perfect. Uh, so I've got Austin Maxwell on the People of Packaging podcast, uh, and and Austin, I I want I want you to tell like when we talked beforehand, you were like, man, I've told the story a lot uh, on podcasts, but in case people have not or they're not familiar with your story and the story of Kanga, why don't you give them, you know, just a quick background on what you guys have done and how you've built this company out and and then we'll get into why I wanted to have you on the on a packaging podcast of all things.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Adam. I'm excited to be here. Just just as much I love seeing the the kangaroo suit initiative that definitely sealed the deal for I mean, I can't not come on this podcast and do, you know, 30, 40 however long this is after you lead with that. So, that's I do what uh, I can. I do what I that's, can. That's incredible. You 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 know how to do it, right? Um, I'm happy to give the Sparknotes version of, of the story. I definitely have told it a lot, but again, I wanna I want make sure people have a frame of reference. And so uh, Kanga Coolers uh, is a company that my buddies and I started in college in 2017 in an entrepreneurship class. Uh, we were tasked with solving a problem that we face on a regular basis. So going to a tailgating school or just a large school in the Southeast, Uh, a problem that we felt that we regularly faced on game day was warm beer. Hmm. The reason that we faced this problem of warm beer is because walking around from our fraternity tailgate to our family's tailgate to a friend's family's tailgate, doing maybe three to five miles worth of walking in a six to seven hour period, uh, carrying around beer, there was really only two options for us. Option one lugging around a big bulky cooler that everyone had we all spent hundreds of dollars on it uh it just wasn't a practical method to transfer 24 48 beers drinks however from point a to b to c option one was very difficult so we kind of counted that out what most people did is option two which is you go to a gas station or a liquor store or grocery store on your way to the tailgate you go to the refrigerator aisle you buy a cold 12 pack or 24 pack of beer and you walk around with what we call a naked case of beer. So that would just be the cardboard and the cans and their original packaging. And you're just walking around with this. And if it's 75 plus degrees outside, typically the condensation is going to warm up the beers very fast. It's also going to break the handle on that mm-hmm. cardboard, uh, you know, 12 or 24 pack. So You end up having to carry it like a baby around for hours at a time, your beer it becomes not drinkable within an hour or two. Typically, you would need friends to help you out or you just need to be quick with it if you're actually gonna get your money's worth out of that case. So um, my partner, he actually saw someone take a beer out of a cooler and put it into a can insulator, just a typical neoprene koozie. And that's when it kind of lit off a spark in his mind. If we have koozies for the can, which is something that's gonna keep it cold the entire time you're gonna consume that beverage, why don't we have a koozie or a can insulator for the entire case of beer for the entire time that you're actually going to consume that case of beer. And so we ordered a roll of foam uh, from Amazon and took it to a local seamstress with a 24 pack of beer. And this this roll of foam. And we said, hey, like we're broke college kids. We don't have any money to pay you. But if you can wrap this 24 pack with this foam and stitch us something that's like a koozie we'll let you k- keep the case of beer. And so that was kind of our trade-off for uh, getting the initial prototype made. And so we have the OG one still here. It's been through a lot of product testing and a lot of scrutiny on the original couple of years at it, but um, it was awesome to see the product come to fruition. We took that prototype, launched a Kickstarter campaign, um, You know, sold a couple thousand units to friends and family and local backers. And, you know, had enough capital to launch our first production run. Uh, production run went as smooth as any other Kickstarter production run goes, which means whatever timeline you committed to your uh, your backers, it's going to be double or triple that. Right. And that's exactly what happened. And we definitely had some frustrated people, internal, external, that didn't get the cooler the day that they thought they were going to get it, you know, sourcing product for the first time. We, uh, you know, was proven to be a bigger challenge than we ever thought. When we in that process, in that about nine month process after the class project, uh, we had an opportunity to go down to Atlanta, Georgia audition for ABC's Shark Tank when we were still kind of at prototype phase. Um, we had just really gotten the Kickstarter launched. We went down there thinking nothing of it. Hey, we'll just try out, you know, probably won't make it. We can try again in the future, but let's go see what the process is like. Well, it turns out the Shark Tank process takes almost a year from start to finish. So Mm. as we were going through the next steps of Shark Tank, we were actually able to grow the business to a point where when we were invited out to Los Angeles to film for the show, we had at least a little bit of sales to prove that this could be a real company someday. And it's not just a, a product. And so, had success with that made a deal with mark cuban on the show in uh that was september of 2018 the episode aired in april of 2019 um the week before we flew out to la to film is when we received that shipment from kickstarter with our actual first run of inventory so we were seven days away from filming for this massive television show with no product just the one the local seamstress made for us which I can't imagine we would have gotten a deal had we shown up without. Oh my gosh,
0: that's crazy! That
1: Wild. Um, the class project itself was funny in that we we ended up getting a C on the project just for not following the rubric the way that we should have. It it eventually got bumped up to a B after everything was said and done. But um, you know we we took it seriously. For us, it was not just the project. It was like, wow, could this really be? a company one day um, whereas a lot of our other classmates it was a project for them you know, how can we get an a how can we check the boxes and so i think that's where we maybe lost sight of all the, the different things the rubric required to get a good grade on it and so after shark tank after that aired after uh you know we got some of our supply chain figured out and had some more manufacturers that were more reliable and we got product in uh, we got a lot of feedback from our customers. We evolved the product very quickly. I'd say today now, after four years, we're probably on iteration five or six from that original Kickstarter model, just trying to always make improvements to it. Sure. Um, what the product is, is essentially a koozie for a case of beer, just like I said in the prototype. So you would grab a cold 12 pack from the fridge. You would slide it into our insulated sleeve. You would zip it up. Open up the flat, you tear a hole in the cardboard right here, and you grab a cold beer, no ice needed for up to seven hours, really depends on your condition, but the seven hour claim is based on 75 degree weather. So if it's 90 degrees out, maybe it's four or five hours of staying truly ice cold, or if it's 50 degrees out, you're good for 10 plus hours. Um, What we like to say is if it takes you that long to drink, you know, 12 pack of beer with you or your friends, then we need to have a different conversation. Yeah, but no doubt. That's the, that's the original concept of, of the company. And we're based here in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, the original founders, we were all Clemson graduates. I studied industrial engineering. My partner studied marketing and business. I do sales now. They do engineering. We've all kind of <laughs> flipped into roles that um, we're going to bring the most value to the company. And we've been very fortunate to hire people. In their respective fields that are professionals at what they do, because we've got good self awareness on what we suck at. And if we suck at something, we bring in someone who knows that space a whole lot better than we do. And so we've grown the team now to eight full time employees, we have a ninth starting in January, Um, we have two interns, we have four or five subcontractors that we work with across the country and we have a brand ambassador program of over 400 students and young adults that Represent Kanga and the Kanga brand in their city or in their, you know, in their school or university, and so it's really been a crazy journey just to kind of reflect on things we don't we don't often get to reflect on where we've come from, and it is it is always refreshing when I get to do a podcast like this, kind of think on wow, like this was really just an infant just a couple of years ago, and in all of our minds, we still are very very small. Um, but that's because we kind of know what we can do and what what trees we can shake in the next 2 to 3 years to kind of go toe to toe with some of these bigger brands. Yeah. And uh everyone's everyone's head and mindset on our team right now is thinking at the you know in the future we have we've just released new products a couple weeks ago. We already have new products on order for the Mar- for March of 2022. We've already in development for new stuff for Q3 and Q4 of next year and for Q1 and Q2 of 2023. So just always constantly innovating. It's either improvements on the current product or, uh, or just brand new stuff in a new category. And it's just been, it's just been a journey, man. So rewarding. So cool. I love doing stuff like this. We get to, we get invited to talk to a lot of um, high schoolers, college students. Even I talked to a second grade class once about entrepreneurship and I'm like, dude, I I still don't know how to spell the word and these second graders have it as part of their curriculum. Like, yeah. that is unbelievable to me. But,
0: yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. Little reminder here go to kangacoolers.com. K A N G A C O O L E R S.com. And if you're watching this interview, you can see all of the great products they have from the Performance Ruski which is, uh, it is this really sweet, innovative way to keep your beer cold or your soda for all my, uh, for all my Utah friends. <laughs> uh, the pouch, the casemate, they've got hats, they've got shirts, and like I said, all the way down uh, to stickers and even a little kangaroo suit for yourself. Uh, so head on over to kangacoolers.com and when you check out uh, make sure you type in people of packaging and get 10% off of your order. Support what they're doing. It's an awesome company making a, making some really cool products. So again, kengacoolers.com. Type in people of packaging to get 10% off. Let's jump back into the interview. And that's awesome. And what what a fun. I got to imagine. I mean, it's not all it's not all like roses and fairy tales. I'm sure when you're part of this, like in a, like this dynamic growth company like it sounds like you you are you have built right and i love the fact i i don't know why i'm such a sucker for like and then my teacher gave me a c and <laughs> we showed her or him that we were gonna we were gonna actually go do this thing uh but so i mean like just think about thinking through like how many businesses start not from oh we can go make a grip of money or oh we're gonna go get rich but your college students going, "Hey, we're gonna solve a problem that we know exists, and you're you know you you spelled it out really clearly it, to to be motivated by that, you know it's not like you're you know you're you're saving the planet or something, but but you're you're making an experience so much better for not just the college student, but think about, I'm sure you've already thought through this, at least from a packaging standpoint, you mentioned, when those twelve-pack uh, beverage carriers, when that um, that paperboard breaks, like that degrades the the brand value of that company. <laughs> Even though they had no control, you know, they're probably like, well, you know, they shouldn't have been carrying it around. And how do they not know it was gonna? There was gonna be condensation that was gonna, and you know, water and paper don't go very well together. Like all that stuff is true, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Your beer was the beer <laughs> that busted at the tailgate. Yep. When when Clemson is getting ready to play Georgia and now that, you know, and, and five of them broke open and and got on someone's clothes it's like that was your beer. So, you know, the not a good look, not, not a, a good, good look. Player. No, <laughs> no, not not a good look at all. Uh, Well, that's cool, man. I, I appreciate that's a I'm sure there's so much more to be said and to kind of tell and, you know, you probably can talk for. Hours about the uh, j- you just kind of skipped over the fact that you were trying to prepare to go on <clears throat> Shark Tank without product going yeah. is product going to show up and I'm sure you had contingency plans like what if it doesn't show up what are we going to do um,
1: I can I mean our producers were probably like we need to either get everyone in a kangaroo suit just to keep the entertainment value or or something different because that was definitely definitely on our mind but it was when things are out of our control like we're facing right now with the supply chain craziness mm-hmm. out there and it's just kind of roll with the punches make the most of the situation you know if if you set yourself up for success and you're you're properly prepared you know 80 90% of the time it ends up working out for you if you had that front end work put in and so we're very fortunate in that it did show up just kind of like a couple of days before we we didn't even like when we flew out to LA we didn't have it like our guys who stayed back had to ship it to us. Like it was that tight of a timeline, and so you just never know with that kind of stuff.
0: And uh, well, hey, it all worked out in the end, right? It sure did. Um, yeah. so, uh, so I had as you're kind of talking through this, I'm even thinking about this concept a little bit deeper, which is uh, when we talked, you said like I've never really thought about our our product, you know, as packaging. Um, and that's part of the problem that I have with just with like the marketing of the industry is when I tell yeah. people I work in packaging, or they host a packaging podcast, it's like, oh, uh, like box, like, what, how much How much can you talk about Amazon shipping boxes? And I'm like, no, literally everything in your space is there because of packaging, like, mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, it. It is a mass, it's a, it's a multi, it's like a trillion dollar global industry. It's one of the biggest industries in the world. Never think about. And, and nobody really thinks yeah. about it. Um, and you know, you, you guys built a product that you obviously don't market or think of as packaging, but what does it ultimately do? So I've got like, I ordered a Clemson one because, uh, I didn't even, honestly, I should have done some research. I didn't realize you guys went to Clemson. <laughs> I got it. I got it because, uh, Clemson has a great packaging school. Um, and they, they, they do a lot of work to advance. There's a whole packaging lab there. Yep. There's all sorts of stuff that, and if you've never, Toward it, um, you should hit up Dr. Hurley, uh, who kind of runs it. He's amazing. Um, but when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is helping provide more value to the packaging." So, in a can of beer, or you know, with 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 a canned beer product, you've got the can, right? And people think of cans as packaging. That's mm-hmm. that was pretty typical. Um, and then you've got the the box because this is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are these designed like there's a 12 pack for cans. Is there, are there different sizes? If I had like a six pack or if I had like the, can you work with glass? Like, are they, are they optimized for different types of segments? I guess I didn't even ask about that.
1: No, that's a great question. No, they, they exactly are. And, and it's, it's pretty important for the performance of the product that you order to the correct size. So we have a 12 pack for 12 ounce cans, slim or standard size cans. Uh, We've got a 24 pack In a 30-pack, same concept. It's designed to exactly fit the most commonly sized 24-packs and 30-packs that you'll see on the market. There's variation in everything. A Coors Light can is shaped slightly different than the Miller Lite, Bud Light. And then, obviously, you've got the White Claw and the Michelob Ultra skinny cans of the world. Generally, our cooler is going to fit 90% of the packages that are out there on the market. We have a more versatile soft cooler called the Pouch that was designed to fit the 12 pack, but it will hold a six pack of bottles too, because they have very similar dimensions. So if you're gonna use it without ice, which is how our products were designed to be used, uh, it is critical that you you use them the way that they were designed to be used. So yeah. definitely makes it more of a niche, a niche market in that. But when used properly, you're kind of like, wow, I can't believe that actually worked for seven hours. I never thought my last beer was gonna be cold. You know, I'm, I'm in 75, 80 degree weather, like what the heck?
0: Right, um, but yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And your
1: perception on packaging is is very unique. Like, I'm I'm interested to hear kind of what you thought when you when you see the the Clemson twelve pack that you have there.
0: Yeah, so so what I saw was because I have like a packaging perspective, right? And that's not normal for people. I look through, I look at a lot of things through this through this lens, and so what I saw was like packaging for packaging is basically what it is. So like you already touched on it the The aluminum can is only going to provide a level of insulation um, that's going to be it's going to be pretty small. That's why we have these neoprene koozies, which mm-hmm. again is packaging for the packaging. Right? It provides a the 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 primary role of packaging is to is to protect the product to the best of the ability. So what you've done is you've provided a way to experience the product. Uh, which is not the packaging the product is the beer right in this case Mm -hmm. um, that's the product and so you are protecting that product for a longer period of time so that it can provide the maximum amount of of um, enjoyment in this case right or use in other cases that's the primary goal of packaging is to is to elongate whether it's shelf life because you're going to keep you know air and moisture out, or in this case, it's prolonging the useful nature of cold beer, which is important. Nobody really likes. I mean, I'm sure there's some areas in the world where room temperature beer is preferred, but they're yeah. crazy. Like in in the U.S. for the most part, like people want to have cold beer, especially at a tailgate when you're outside, when you're at a you know at a party, you're hanging out with your friends. Like you don't you don't want to be drinking warm beer. Yeah. Um, And so what your product does is, is function as is packaging in that sense. It's portable. Um, it provides a, a useful case to the product. It's enabling people to enjoy it at its maximum level. So that's what I saw. And I was like, oh yeah, this is packaging. Um, like a cooler is actually packaging. Um, in some cases, like with, uh, with vaccinations, like with the Pfizer vaccine, that cooler, it, the the vaccine won't even make it because it has to be kept at a really, really, really low temperature. So that 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 insulation is part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And while you're not, you know, you're not you're not helping provide uh, vaccinations for people, uh, you you are helping to enable the enjoyment of the tailgate at a higher level. Or you know what you already know all the problems that you guys solve, and oftentimes these problems are solved with packaging. So that was how I looked at it. And was part of the reason that I reached out, and I just want to be able to wear this suit and sweat (laughs) in my closet. (laughs) I
1: I would have it on right now as well, but I would be, you know, after five ten minutes, I would be sweating. We we wore them all week at a trade show, and they they they're toasty, good for wearing for sure.
0: I've got a light glaring at me, and uh, yeah, I will. uh, I'll be I'll be showering after this for sure.
1: (laughs) No, I I think it's super interesting the the way that you described that because I would have not thought of it that way. I've always seen our product and uh, an area of the business I manage is our B2B relationships. We do a lot of full custom business for brands, breweries, companies, collegiate schools that want their logo on our product because the process we use to print on the product is dye sublimation. It offers basically open-ended customization and you can get really, really unique and creative. And so we've done some awesome stuff with hundreds of companies and I've always seen the advertising uh, avenue for the product. So for example, if we design a cooler for Anheuser-Busch for Bud Light and someone purchases that cooler and they're going to use it, even if that person is a Miller Lite drinker, that when they're out and about using the product, Bud Light is getting those impressions, Bud Light is getting the advertising. So I always saw that that avenue. Uh, obviously we, we value convenience heavily because it's not gonna work for seven days like a, you know one of our hard-sided cooler competitors, uh, but we value the convenience that meshes with the performance for enough performance that you'll actually be able to enjoy the liquid. But talking about from a packaging perspective is definitely unique because that's exactly what it is. It is protecting the contents of what's inside. And it sounds like that's literally what the definition is of packaging. Yeah. Which I didn't know what that was until you said it. So, Well, and I mean,
0: there, there's a couple of different ways, right? So because you just described a secondary one, which is uh, imagine if somebody handed you a 12 pack of beer and the cans were all silver, there was nothing on them and the box was blank. It was just a white box. And someone was like, here, drink this. You'd be like, uh, and you don't know him. It's a total stranger. Like you go yeah, to a you store, drink. you're never going to buy that product. There's just a UPC code yeah. on it. You don't know if it's, you don't know what it is. You have no idea. And so packaging also conveys, uh, you know, brand equity and trust through its, through its, the principal nature of packaging. So as you're describing that, I'm like, yes, you're getting even more into it, you know, like because it, it is part of the brand, uh, especially for for, you know, for beer companies like their their packaging conveys their brand messaging yeah. uh, that that begins through all sorts of different kinds of marketing. But it ends at that store shelf at that moment of purchase when the when the somebody's going to buy it. And even as you were describing that, I was thinking like like I know people who who would probably buy like they would they would buy a Bud Light one but they don't like Bud Light, but they know all their friends do. And they would, they would fill it up with Miller Light and just, you know, like covertly be like, yep. yeah, this is what I'm yep. yeah. just to fit in. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. Like who's getting that, who's really getting that brand equity in that case. It's the fact they show up with something new, innovative, different, like, Oh man, what, what is that? What are you, is that a lunchbox? Like, what did you show up with? And it's like, no, no, no. And then they pop it open. It's like, it's got, that's gotta be, especially with this magnetic closure yeah like i i love that you thought through that because that could have been a really uh a really sore spot for for the usability of this thing is if this didn't have this this magnetic side of it then you know people are going to be frustrated if they had a button or something that they're constantly trying to get closed and then
1: or velcro Velcro, first two years and the way that we actually changed it it had always been a goal to improve that velcro because it it Deteriorates over time, but yeah. we got, we acquired a, a real tree camouflage license, and so once we printed real trees camo on our coolers, we had the hunting industry kind of latch onto the product, and we had hunters who bought the real tree twelve pack to drink beer out while they're you know after a day of hunting or during even if it's keeping sodas cold, and if when they open the flap, the velcro noise. Scared away, scared away, the animals. What they were hunting for, and so we got feedback from them. Hey, it needs to be more quiet. It needs to be more accessible. And it was like, all right, rock on, let's try a magnet. And it's kind of funny how it came from that problem. When we always knew we wanted to improve that, but they kind of pushed us into like, no, you guys need to do this now. It makes a lot of sense. It actually is not just a convenience thing. It actually has a real impact. And so, uh it was kind of kind of funny to hear it come. Dude, from that's that. amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's
0: again, like crossing back over between like, that's a, that is a common um, it's a common thing that does happen within packaging where it still, you know, might be functional, still might be useful, but even the sound, like there are, there are chip bag manufacturer chip manufacturers who have come out with a different type of film, but the bag was too loud and they got so many complaints that their sales completely, like took a nosedive because of the sound of the the bag, because what people wanted to do is be able to sneak chips at night. And they found that when they would go in to sneak like a late night snack, if it was like, like it was like waking people up and they were so mad, they're like, screw it. I'm just going to go buy another bag of chips. Like who would have thought about that, right? Like, so it's cool. It's cool that again, you know, sticking with that common theme, it sounds like you have built into the culture is like, we're just going to keep solving problems as they come up and to have that sort of dynamic culture, I'll go back to it. It's got to be just so much fun and so lively as you're looking at iterating your product and building new things out and looking at different markets and okay, well, where can we solve it for this industry or that industry? And um, I think it's awesome, man. I appreciate Um, it. And what a cool story with Realtree.
1: Yeah, that's been, that's been really cool.
0: That's awesome. So uh, we're like, I figured the time would go by super quick, to be honest with you. And it has, if we've been talking for like almost 30 minutes. So, wow. uh, which is wild to me. So, uh, we'll, we'll kind of start to, to wrap it up here. Um, as you're looking at the, the future, I know that you've got a, you've got like the Koozie that just came out or the, it, so I don't know this. I'm just going to ask it is Koozie kind of like Kleenex. Like, is that a brand brand? It is. And oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Because they're, they're owned by Bic, who is a massive, they make the pens and yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff you'll see it in staples and whatnot. And so it's technically called a can insulator. A, a can, can insulator. insulator. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. I mean, we, we verbally say koozie. It's just, we're not allowed to have, you know, and companies like us can't have it in there. In as
0: soon as I said that, I was like, I wonder if this is one of those things, like, for example, in the packaging industry, you might not know this, but styrofoam, is actually a brand name. I
1: did not know that. And it's I not, would never guessed.
0: I know. It's called It's called uh, EPS. Is the type of
1: uh, polystyrene. But a... I our don't think, I... producers on Shark Tank definitely messed up then because we weren't allowed to say koozie on the show, but we did say the word styrofoam cooler when we were using it as part of our pitch to convey the inconvenience that oh, yeah. styrofoam. So they they missed that. Uh, we definitely weren't supposed to say it if, if styrofoam is... You know, it's a, a type, it's
0: like a brand name for a manufacturer of, of polystyrene. Yeah. So wow. uh, it's, it's always shocking to me. What, what are these things that, are, that exist out there? Okay. So, so you have a can insulator that has a, uh, like
1: a handhold, which again, yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's, I got to send you one of these so you can check it out yourself. But yeah, so these are on the, you know, these finger straps are on the back of millions of phone cases right now. And everyone in our office had one. And so as this vacuum sealed can insulator industry is starting to explode or has been in the last couple of years, we wanted to bring innovation to that market. And so everyone has these on their phone. We were like, why don't they have it on something that is also in your hand equally as much when you're tailgating or when you're walking around with the beverage. And so this has been a huge for us launched in, april of 2021 and so we're just kind of getting it out of the market the feedback's been awesome and then we engineered the top gasket here so you don't actually have to twist anything on or off oh. a lot of our competitors in this space it's a twist off for our can you can actually just push it in and it will stay in kind of like a dairy queen sunday until you're ready to reload another beer so that was the second piece of innovation in this space but we're for, from a packaging perspective we have been working on improving right now, we just have a wrap that goes all the way around. And it is nice because our wrap allows you at retail to interact with the finger strap, which is a big value prop for us. However, a lot of our competition right now has a very premium box that their can insulators sit inside with beautiful artwork on it and their value props. And, you know, similar, like an Apple box, almost, it is a very thick, Mm. well-made, cardboard or whatever the material is boxed, And so now that we're getting into some of these larger stores, trying to sit on a shelf next to them, it'll be interesting to hear how people respond to our product. We all feel, and obviously it's biased, but our product at the same price point as our competitors has more value to it. It has two features that most of them do not have. And our retail price will be exactly the same, but they may be invested a little more in packaging or their packaging is a different shape. Um, Ours needed to be thin and easy so people can interact with this. But as data comes out from a packaging perspective, it's going to be very interesting to see how we can compete on the same shelf as people who maybe our product is better, but maybe their packaging is slightly better. Who's going to win that customer's decision at that, you know, point of purchase when a lot of it is just kind of Last minute, you know, you, you, might, you might walk into a store with no research done before. It's who's going to win the impulse buy. And right. So, very, very interesting. Same with our coolers. Right now, they ship flat. It's efficient. It's great. Um, it's great for when people are done using it, they can fold them up and just slide them somewhere small. But at retail, p- having packaging that conveys, wow, this is what it looks like when it's used with the whole 24 pack of beer or cans inside. Um, you know, learning that kind of stuff. And we've always wanted to have that premium packaging experience when a customer orders off our website. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of companies that we look up to, Chubby Shorts, if you're familiar. Like Mm -hmm. when I was a brand ambassador for them in college, when they sent you a pair of shorts, it came in such a nice box. You open it, there's someone's face on it, and it's got all this text and maybe a future discount code. And, you know, it's just, it adds to the whole you know your love for that brand and it adds to and some people why do people keep the apple boxes like people have the iphone 3 they've got the box from a decade ago just because and they don't even use it it's just because it's it's well done packaging and so our head has been spinning more as our products mature i think your packaging needs to mature at a at a very similar rate uh if you want to continue to play against some of the the bigger players
0: yeah no doubt uh, well, there's, you're, you're in luck in terms of your location, um, just as a, as a plug for what they do at Clemson. So they actually have, if you haven't been there before, they have hey. this whole like packaging insight lab where you can get like data, build like A-B test stuff of like wow. a retail location. So they, they have a lot of, they, they do a lot there in terms of exactly what you described, um so i will uh i'll make sure to connect you up with them. once that would once be great the it's podcast kind of is over.
1: we've never connected with that department we work with the industrial engineering department the marketing the business department obviously, obviously entrepreneurship but that would be great if you can make that yeah. Intro-
0: yeah i'm actually coming i'm i'm coming out with a uh a course through the packaging school uh it i'm not sure exactly when it's going to come out but i've done all the videos and we're going through some production stuff right now so awesome. Uh, so actually, I don't even think I've talked about that publicly. So surprise, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really great. So I'll, I'll make sure to connect you up with those folks for sure. Um, Cause they're doing a lot. And, and, you know, you're absolutely right. Sometimes I think it can be overstated and this is coming from somebody in the packaging industry, um, the importance and, and it's really good to just get data. And I only say that because I, I know that there will be packaging people who will tell you like, this is absolutely necessary. You need to spend more money. You need to make it really premium. You need to do all that kind of stuff. And it turns out that they actually make the stuff they're trying to sell you shocker. Um, and so I'm always like, yeah, let's just be really careful in the packaging industry. Cause I've seen some really bad premium packaging, mm-hmm. meaning somebody was trying to be Apple and I'm like, yeah, but you don't sell a thousand dollar computer that fits inside of someone's pocket. Like nope. it's cool. To have just normal packaging, like even just reducing packaging can be eye-catching on a shelf. So um, it's, I I always, I, I'm always trying to implore people like it's okay to, you know, to, to move your, like you have a really cool product. Um, I think it's like just looking at it, like the fact that it's like vacuum sealed right there, that it's simple to use, like that's just, just some packaging advice here on the podcast. Like, I think it's okay to be like, let's just have some simple packaging. And that might stand out more than, you know, whoever your competitors are there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, anyway, I, there's, there's some, I'm sure the folks at Clemson to give you some great ideas and you know, the fact that you went there is, is also really, really great. So you're in retail locations, you're doing all these brand partnerships uh, people can go online. I know I bought my stuff through your website because I, I have this theory, right, wrong, or indifferent, that if I actually go to the company site and pay them money, that there that there might be a better way to do things. So I try to buy stuff, um, you know, off That's of true. to to maximize profitability. So, uh, maybe just wrap this up with how can people get more of more kanga. Um, and yeah. sweat inside of a closet doing podcast interviews. Apparently, <laughs> if you want to if you want to get Austin on your podcast, go drop whatever it was sixty something they? bucks on the website.
1: <laughs> no, I really I really appreciate you doing that, and i i would have I would have done the podcast anyways, but that prompted me to immediately respond and schedule <laughs> it, prioritize it over over other things. And I appreciate podcasts, it, man. They're fun. I, I'll, I'll always I'll always jump on and shit chat with someone, especially about a topic that we had. This was the most I've ever like dove in with a topic that's not just hey austin what's your story what's the shark tank story like hey yeah talk about like your followers like packaging let's talk about how that applies to Tanga coolers and they've never done that before and so i can even pull some takeaways from this conversation and bring it to our next team mastermind session and stuff but yeah where i tell people to go is is check us out on social media first and foremost I, i always want our company to provide value to the customer before we ever ask for the sale so go follow us on TikTok. We're a bunch of goobers. We do really dumb stuff. It's a great TikTok
0: play. channel to follow, by the way. I I don't spend a lot of time on there, but I have been building some people on TikTok. So I think I've got a couple, I think I've got like a hundred something followers right now. I made a TikTok actually. I
1: like the one that you showed about the coffee plastic bottle with the uh, label that pulls up and it rips mm. off your I that, I think that's really cool. And I mean, I think that was one of your better performing TikToks. So, Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that's it.
0: That's a thing. Right. Um, but no, you guys have a great TikTok channel to follow. So I encourage everyone to go after you follow uh, me at Rev Adam Peak, of course. There you go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> got to follow Adam first. And then Instagram, check out our website, you know, check out, check out the different products that we have, you know, uh, holiday season's right around the corner. They make for great gifts, especially if you have a favorite beer in mind that your friend or family member can or, or soda that they consume a great way to gift them one of our products is put their favorite drink inside of it and then put a bow on it put it under the tree and maybe someone can enjoy a nice cold beer at you know christmas morning uh but all all in good fun um com yeah adam i really appreciate you having me on today and uh is there anything else that you want to touch on before we wrap it up man I think
0: I've got to get
1: out of this kangaroo suit. I was going to say that, that <laughs> didn't fly by. That was like 40, 45 minutes. And like, it felt like just a couple minutes of talking, but that's normally how good good podcasts go. So I hope your followers find value in this. And you oh, guys man, continue, so much. To, continue to follow Adam. He's doing big things in his in his industry. And, and I would definitely consider him a professional in the packaging space.
0: Man, I appreciate that so much. Well, Austin, hopefully some people can go uh, make sure that their packaging gets protected. Uh, with some Kanka coolers and their beer gets prolonged. So uh, everyone go check that out. Appreciate you coming on, Austin. It's been great.
1: Got it. Cheers, guys.
0: Well, that is it for another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean so much to us if you would like and share and subscribe to this podcast. We want as many people to know about the incredible people that we have in the packaging industry because we believe that packaging is... Awesome. Thanks again.